Welcome to the Hunter's Quest Podcast. This is your host, and yes, my name is Hunter, but this is our quest. What's up, everyone? Uh, Welcome to the first bonus episode of the Hunter's Quest Podcast, and um, this actually is a video, so if you're listening to this, I would recommend going over to YouTube and subscribing to my YouTube channel. You can search my name, Hunter McWaters on YouTube and uh, find my channel or there's a link to my channel in the bio of my Instagram account. I have a link tree and it's in there. So uh, you definitely want to watch the video of this episode. Um, It's a gear dump. So I'm basically taking all my stuff that I'm taking up with me on this Kodiak Island blacktail hunt and just kind of going through everything, uh, explaining different stuff, why I use certain things. Shot this video yesterday and actually been working really hard to get it out as soon as possible for you guys um, because I know this is the time of year when guys are thinking about gear and um, you know maybe you found out your draw results or whatever and you're planning a trip and it's time to start evaluating what kind of stuff you might need so hope this is helpful for you guys and you know when I do have an opportunity in here when I'm talking about gear from the companies that I work with, Um, you know, I will give you discount codes and that kind of thing. And I know some people get annoyed by that or whatever. um, But the thing is, you know, I work hard to put this content out. It's not my full time job. I have another full time job and a family. And so I'm just trying to do what I can to, um, you know, pay the bills and keep the lights on and keep this podcast going. Um, I don't make money off this podcast. Um, And so anyway, a lot of these codes, um, I don't get money if you use them, but the people I work with, you know, my partners and stuff, they see that and it shows them that uh, they're getting business from their partnership with me. So it does help me. So please use those codes and you know, the gear that I'm recommending, I don't just recommend anything. It really is stuff that I've tried and used and really like, and it's quality stuff. So If you are looking for new gear, um, definitely check out the brands and the companies that I mentioned here. It really is a win-win because you will save some money and it will, like I say, you know, it'll help me out. So, all right, guys. So anyway, uh, I'm going to go ahead and just jump right in. Uh, Hope you enjoy it. And if you have questions about gear, uh, please leave me some comments uh, on the YouTube video. Um, also if you like it, hit that like button and, um, you know, if you're new to the channel, please subscribe to the channel. I'm trying to build that channel, um, in, uh, anticipation of releasing some more YouTube content and also some filmed hunts that I'm going to be doing this fall, um, uh, this up, upcoming Kodiak hunt, um, as well as Lord willing, a, a Wyoming antelope hunt and, um, Maybe something else in September, which is a surprise because it's not 100% yet. But if and when that does become a reality, trust me, I'll keep you informed because that's going to be awesome. So stick around. When I do make it to 50 subscribers on YouTube, I will be picking some random people to send some prizes to. So definitely subscribe to the YouTube channel. And 
If you have not done so yet, please leave me a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And please share this episode and other episodes with friends and family and um, subscribe to the podcast. So I'm going to jump in to the episode here. If you're listening um, or uh, if you'd like to see all the cool stuff I'm talking about, jump over to YouTube. All right, guys, I'll see you next time. channel there's a link in my link tree in my instagram bio that'll bring you right to my uh my youtube channel and you can check out this video so i'm going to go through all my stuff for this upcoming uh hunt on kodiak island in august um now a couple disclaimers uh first this is not a uh, pack-in style hunt um you know a lot of my gear for my pack-in stuff is the same so this is a good video for anybody watching but this is going to be a drop camp hunt we're going to get flown into a lake uh in the alpine so um this is not my ultralight backpacking setup uh, as you can see i got a lot of stuff here uh, i got a little more weight to play with um uh so this is not my ultralight backpacking so i got you know i got lots of stuff here but um the other thing is you know uh this is this is my second time to alaska so but that being said, uh, I don't have everything 100% perfectly dialed probably yet. So there's a few things that I'm not sure I'm going to take which one yet. Um, so I'm just, just being totally transparent with you guys. Um, there's a couple things I haven't quite figured out yet, but I'll let you know what those things are when we get to them and, and kind of help you make the best decision you can if you got a trip coming up to, to Alaska. There are a few things I, I learned on this last trip, um, so, so hopefully this will help you guys out. So I'll just go ahead and start here. Um, pull off, well, I'll pull off this rifle here, and this is a uh, Stealthy Hunter rifle case or rifle cover, whatever they call it. Um, it's pretty cool. It clips right onto your pack here if you want to use it that way, uh, which was just convenient with all my other tripods and stuff we got going here. Um, it's got a little pocket right here on the on the uh, butt stock where I keep a boar snake and a little bag of oil wipes and um, that you definitely want to make sure you have something to clear your boar if you need and having those oil wipes in Alaska where it's you know wet is is good thing to have so um, my rifle I got my Weatherby backcountry in 6.5 Creedmoor love this rifle um, Super light. I think it's around six pounds scoped. Um, Running tally rings on it and uh, Swarovski Z5 5 to 25 scope. Um, I got these Butler Butler Creek scope covers, which you definitely want to have in Alaska or anywhere really. Keep your uh, keep your uh, eyepieces clean. Um, you got my snap cap in there right now. Um, it's a great rifle. I uh, got it last year and was able to get it zeroed in in time to shoot a whitetail with it. And um, yeah, I love this rifle. So uh, I'm just going to pull out the bipod here so I can just set it up on the table. Um, 
This is a Javelin, or I'm sorry, Spartan bipod. Um, this is the Javelin Light. Super lightweight, carbon fiber, it's magnetic. Um, I went ahead and got this little bag thing that can you can connect it to your bino harness or whatever. Um, to be honest, it does have a teeny bit of play in this magnetic connection right here. Um, so, you know, it's definitely not like a, a PRS setup, you know, but uh, it's, it's, it works well for what I'm doing. Um, I got the high, there's like a mini, a standard, and a high version. I got the highest one. Um, and it's just super lightweight, easy to use, pops off and on. Um, but again, it's like I said, it's not, you're not shooting PRS matches with this thing. You can see there's a teeny bit of play in this magnet, and it works well for hunting, but uh, just be aware of that. Um, and that Swarovski, I know, I think a lot of guys feel like Swarovski is like, you know, unaffordable, and they do have some really expensive stuff, um, but it's quality stuff. And that scope is actually, I did, I looked at Zeiss, I looked at Loopholes, I looked at uh, Night Force, and that's a Z5, um, and it's just got the BDC reticle on there. Uh, it's very lightweight, very clear, um, and it's, it's actually, it's, it's less than the Loophole VX5 HD, I believe, a couple hundred bucks less. So it's not crazy expensive, it's, um, it's right there in line with the, the, the competition and that in that price range, so um, that is that. Um, I guess I will just, since this is out, I'll go in here. This is my bino harness. Um, I went with marsupial gear. I tried the Sitka one. I tried FHF gear. The FHF gear one is really cool, and it's really nice. Um, I did not like it because the way it opens, you have to open like this, and the flap kind of like gets in your face, and then it just flaps over. I really like the marsupial gear, how it pops open this way, and it, uh, you know, there's a magnet in there. I'll just slide this thing on real quick. Um, I got the rangefinder case in there, or uh, rangefinder pouch. I got this thing as well for extra batteries for my camera, or um, GoPro, or uh, what's it called, Osmo Pocket 2. In here, I also got a couple Allen keys for um, my scope, um, scope rings. These are for camera tripods and whatnot. Uh, keep those in there. Oh, and this is my little, uh, I'll get to this later, but this is for my glassing attachment for my binoculars. Um, keep that out. But, um, wind checker. Um, my binoculars, I got these uh, Vortex Diamondback HD. Um, they are, for the money, really good glass. Um, I went with uh, 12, 12 by 50s for this one, um, since I'm going to be using them on tripods. I also have a pair of 8s, which I like them a lot for, like, whitetail stuff around here. Um, but this is a really good set of glass for the money, uh, Vortex Diamondback HD. And I got the Vortex um, little attachment on here that just goes right in onto your plate for glassing on a tripod. So it's pretty convenient. Um, again, I like how this thing just stays open. It's got clips here, and then it just magnets back together. Um, in here, I got a couple 
of these Zeiss wipes. They're little disposable. You know, I don't like taking disposable stuff from the back country, so I really got to stay on top of, you know, not leaving any trash back there. But um, if you need it to wipe off your binoculars or your scope, uh, they're they're out. They got alcohol. Keep a couple in there. Um, my rangefinder. <laughs> this is just an old Nikon Pro Staff 550. Um, you know, I, I ordered a Sig Kilo 1600 to test it out, and you know, it had a little more magnification on it, and the optics were maybe a little better um, for like low light and stuff. But man, this thing is just as accurate, um, and in some cases actually worked better than that Sig. It's a bigger. Um, it's not as new and fancy and cool, but um, I, I just returned the Sig because you know it worked, it worked fine. It's a nice range finder, but you know if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And uh, so trying to save money as well. Down here is where I keep my bipod right here. Um, you can order these from Spartan as well. Oh, and um, probably won't keep. I don't know. I might keep that there, but this is a, an Argali Sirac knife. This is an awesome knife. Um, did a podcast a while back with Brad Brooks from Argali. They got some really cool products. This being one of them, it's super lightweight, well balanced. It's made of this uh, S thirty uh, five VN steel, super hard, uh, good quality steel. Holds an edge really well. Um, I used it during turkey season to break down a bird, um, so I haven't extensively used this on you know deer yet. Um, but this thing is razor sharp and like super high quality steel, so I really think it's going to be it's going to be a, a great knife, um, and you can save ten uh, percent at Argali if you use my code. Please do if you want to, if you want to order a knife or some good game bags. Um, HQ10 save ten percent at Argali, and um, it's really good stuff. And you know you'll save some money. It helps me out as well. So if you get something from Argali, please use that code HQ10. Um, so yeah, that's that's that setup. Marsupial gear. Bino harness, I like that. I like it. Um, this here. Um, okay, so bear defense. Gonna be on Kodiak. Um, something a lot of guys talk about or, or are thinking about. This is one of those areas where I'm not sure what I'm gonna do. Um, I'm gonna bring both holsters. This is a Rasco. It fits under your bino harness like this, and it works really well. With all that stuff I got on already, it's a little cumbersome, especially with my pack on. And getting it in and out is uh, not quite as easy as I'd like it to be. So, um, like I said, this is one of those areas where I haven't quite decided what I'm going to do yet. I also have on here, on my EXO pack, a, this is a Black Point Tactical um, holster. Uh, they make great stuff, Black Point Tactical, for everyday carry and, and for this kind of thing. But... I want to be able to have the option to have my sidearm even if I'm not carrying my pack. I have a feeling I'm probably going to be carrying my pack pretty much all the time, but I just I just haven't decided yet which which holster I'm going to go with. But that being said, um, I got my uh, my bear defense gun. Make sure she's unloaded. Uh, this is a Glock 20, 10 millimeter. Um, I got a, a Streamlight TLR1 HL, super bright light. Uh, you know, it's amazing. And as far as ammo goes, I got these Buffalo Bore 220 grain. Can't remember what they called. I'll, I'll look it up and let you know. But Buffalo Bore 220 grain ammo. It's uh, it's good for bear defense. And uh, 
Anyway, hopefully you won't have to use that, but um, something you want to have at least as a backup. So, and you know, Glock. You know, I looked when I looked at bare defense guns. I was looking at different revolvers and different calibers. I went with a 10 millimeter um, because in the Glock platform, I feel like it's very easy and accurate to shoot, uh, which I like. Um, the big revolvers, I feel like, can be um, harder to, to control with the recoil. And um, I like the 10 millimeter round um, more just because of the energy and the flat trajectory um, versus a 45. And, uh, but the big thing here is, I mean, you know, you got a 15 round mag and one in the chamber, so versus six rounds of the revolver, uh, I'll take more bullets, <laughs> you know, in that situation. So, um, there's another little, you know, must have little thing for safety. Garmin InReach, um, my partner Ned runs the InReach Mini, which is great too. I just went with the full, full size one. Um, make sure that's somewhere, and make sure you activate it before you go out. Um, but uh, for keeping in touch with folks back home, um, or for safety reasons, definitely want to have your InReach handy. Uh, let's see. This is not really very well organized, to be honest with you, um, because it doesn't really have to be. But I always bring a couple of contractor bags. Um, they don't take up much room. They're a little heavy, but if you just take one or two, if you get in a pinch, you need to throw your gear in there, um, especially in a place like Alaska where it just it gets wet. These are big enough. My entire pack can fit in one of these things. It's like a freak rainstorm just pops in, which happens in Alaska, and you got to, you can just throw your whole pack in there. Uh, gear, you could put meat in there even if you have to. Um, so it's just a kind of a versatile, easy, cheap thing to grab is just a few contractor bags. Um, I like to bring at least one of these kind of roll top dry bags too, because you end up keeping a lot of your gear, um, you know, outside your tent. Especially if you're running a one-man tent on one of your backpack things. This was huge uh, last year in Alaska because you know had tons of stuff under the vestibule of my tent. But sometimes it would you know kind of be leaking out. So stay organized and keep stuff dry. I got this dry bag in here right now. Um, I just have my water bladder. I got a platypus three-liter, which is really cool with this EXO pack. I got the EXO uh, K3 4800. Uh, just side note, uh, I love this pack, and the customer service at EXO is amazing. They will definitely take care of you. I highly recommend EXO Mountain Gear for your pack. It's lightweight, awesome pack. Anyway, one of the cool features about it is it has a fully enclosed, waterproof storage area for your water bladder. So I will at all times keep my clean water in here, and um, I'm going to have to show you later, but basically, anytime you get a chance, I will fill up these Sawyer Squeeze bags with dirty water, and I have a Sawyer Squeeze, which I will show you when I get to it, it's somewhere buried, <laughs> um, but fill these guys up with dirty water, and squeeze it right out into my bladder, and that's how I keep hydrated, keep this thing in my pack, and just sip off it as we go, and uh, there's no, no shortage of water in Alaska, so that's that's one good thing. But, you know, if you come across a good spring, just go ahead and fill up. And with EXO, you can throw them in that waterproof uh, storage area. None of your other stuff's going to get wet. 
and then when you get a chance, you can just filter it out. We get a couple of these dry bags too, if you can. Pretty cheap. Um, I will take. I, this is a bigger one. I have a smaller one. This is just a microfiber towel. I will take this this year because we're going to be right next to a lake. It'd be nice to be able to jump in. You know, it'll be August, so during the day it might get pretty, you know, fairly warm. Um, I'm sure that water won't be warm, but hey, you know, if you want to jump in the lake, cool off, freshen up a little bit, uh, a little towel. And again, I have another one that's about this big, uh, which you know is better for backpacking. But since we got a little room to play with, we got the bigger one. Um, let's see here. On that point, being next to a lake, uh, my buddy Ned, he's actually going to bring a, an extra fishing rod for me because I don't really have a, a lightweight uh, freshwater rig, but just a little tackle box um, with some some lures to catch some fish in the lake, hopefully. Something uh, kind of unique about this trip, do a little fishing. Um, this one, I brought it with me last year, and I ended up leaving it in the truck when we hiked in. It's just a little kit with a an extra knife and a saw in it, just a Gerber hand saw. This thing is very useful. Um, thing is about Alaska, a lot of places there's not going to be any trees. So it's also useful, I will say though, for, you know, got this, this more fine-toothed uh, option uh, for cleaning animals. Um, you know, with a deer, if you're cleaning a deer, if you can use that, that, uh, that, that fine-toothed saw to, to cut the sternum, to pull those guts out, that can be real helpful, or cut off ribs. Um, so that I'm not sure. It's going to kind of come down to weight if I'm going to take this or not. But um, if you can, and on, you know, whitetail trips and stuff like that, or in places where you might need a saw, this is a great little Gerber handsaw. I recommend it um, just to take in with you. But we'll see if I have room for that or not, honestly. Um, moving on here. Um, for my sleep system, I got a Thermarest Neo Air. Uh, it's a great little pad. It's warm. As you can see, it's it's small. Inside of here, I actually also have a um, inflatable pillow, which I I highly recommend. I mean, if you you know if you got something else you can use as a pillow, that's fine. Um, I I need to kind of have my head on something. And I have to put something between my legs usually because I'm a side sleeper. And, um, you know, it's a little extra space, a little extra weight, but you got to be able to sleep and recover on these trips. If you, if you can't sleep comfortably, you're going to be miserable and it's going to mess up the rest of your hunt. So um, this is a great little pad, Thermarest Neo Air. Um, it's definitely a good investment. And I use this on my ultralight trips as well, but it's just so good. I'm just going to use it on this trip too. Um, get a little Z-seat. Um, as a camp chair or glassing pad or whatever. Super light, comfortable. Recommend one of those. Thermarest Z seat. Um, let's see what we got here. Extra 550 cord. Um, I'm probably not going to take this whole thing, but I just got it in here. It's just always good to have extra 550 um, for tying up meat or making a, you know, a makeshift shelter to make a tourniquet with it. I mean, whatever, you know, it's just good to have some extra cordage. Um, as we're talking about, so another area, so I'll just show you, this is the tent I took last year to Alaska when we were packing in. So this is my like ultralight 
backpacking setup tent. It's a big Agnes Copper Spur HVUL, which just means high volume, ultra light. It's a great tent. Um, I, I I loved it. It kept me uh, comfortable, completely dry. We had a lot of rain while we were up there last year. Or not a lot, but we had significant rain. I mean, it's Alaska, it always rains. Um, anyway, it kept me bone dry, had nice big vestibule uh, on it. It kept all my gear under. Um, my buddy Ned had a, um, a Nemo and a Nemo Hornet. It's a great tent, too. And it's a little lighter than this one, but he didn't have that vestibule, and that was something that really was huge. It was just being able to store your gear and your boots under that thing, and just made life a lot easier. So I definitely, definitely recommend this tent. Um, it's not too expensive. Um, Big Agnes Copper Spur. Um, this trip, though, since we got a little more room and weight allowance, I'm probably going to bring this boy, this bad boy. Um, they don't make this tent anymore. It's nothing special, honestly. It's just a marmot. It's called a Catalyst 2P. Just a dome-style, three-season, two-person tent. Like I said, it's nothing special, but it's a, it's a nice tent. It'll keep you dry. Um, I would love to have like a Hilleberg or something like that, or you know, some really rock-solid um, shelter for Alaska. To be honest, I would love to have one of those. I just don't have the budget for it this year. Um, you know, I've prioritized a couple other things, and um, not that you shouldn't prioritize shelter. You should. But I've just decided for me, this is good enough. Uh, it's going to do the job. Uh, like I said, if, if money was no object, I'd probably grab a Hilleberg or um, some other kind of rock-solid tent. But this is going to be good enough for this trip, um, Lord willing. <laughs> so, um, and, you know, since we're going to be up there for a while and, you know, the weather can be, you know, nasty on Kodiak, and weight and space is not such an issue. I decided to go with the two-man, even though I'm going to be staying there alone, just to have some room for extra gear inside the tent or getting dressed or, um, you know, if we got to spend a little time in the tent. You know, it's just nice to have a little extra room. So nothing's a decent tent. So I'm pretty sure I'm going to bring that. Uh, if weight becomes an issue, I'll switch to the one-man. No problem. I still love that tent, too. So here's an area where you can go down a rabbit hole and spend hundreds of dollars, but probably don't need to. This is just a little... Tarp. Uh, this is just a $20 little, I think it's called Red Camp tarp. I got it on Amazon, 20 bucks. Um, you definitely want to have a tarp of some kind. Last year, since I was using my one-man tent, I actually uh, used the footprint for my two-person tent as a backup tarp. But, you know, if you want to um, if you need a makeshift shelter or you want to put it on the ground to lay your meat out um, or, you know, make a little shelter for glassing or cover your gear, you know, back of rainfly, whatever, uh, definitely want to bring an extra tarp. So this is just a little extra tarp I have. Again, 20 bucks on Amazon, definitely worth it. Um, this is my sleeping bag. Um, so last year I borrowed a sleeping bag. When we got up there, we realized it might not be warm enough. So even for in August in Alaska, um, I recommend a 15-degree bag. So this is just an Alps uh, mountaineering bag. And um, it looks kind of big, but you can actually cinch it down with these little straps. And it'll get down to, you know, probably the size of like a volleyball or something. Um, so it cinches down pretty good. Um, again, like I said, it might sound a little overkill to have a 15-degree bag in August, but it's Alaska. And, uh, you know, got down to the 30s a couple nights last year, and 
it was definitely nice. My buddy, he was a little cold a couple nights. I was nice and toasty in this thing. So, um, and that was like a hundred bucks. I picked it up in Fairbanks. It was on sale. Alps Mountaineering. Um, good little sleeping bag. Um, so these things, um, I took them with me last year, but they stayed in the truck when we hiked in because they're a little heavy and I just didn't think we'd be needing them. And I was right. We didn't need them, but, um, these are Hodgman. They're just some over boot waders and, um, you know, they slide on over top of your boots and everything. You can either do a quick stream crossing, you know, like I said, they're 20 bucks. So it is what it is. They're not extreme hardcore. Like I wouldn't hike through a bunch of alders with them or like expect to get like hundreds of stream crossings. But, um, they're, like I said, they're 20 bucks. So, you know, they might save you at a stream crossing. Um, they're super easy. I don't like taking my boots off, my gaiters and all that junk. And, and so just having these, if you can, if you got room, I'd recommend them for stream crossings. Uh, or, you know, if you're getting flown in like we are to a lake, you got to get off that plane into the lake to get to shore. And if you don't want to take your pants off, you need something like this. So these are Hodgman. You can get them online or I think maybe in a Walmart over boot waders. Um, they, they did come in handy one time last year in Alaska. And this year with some extra weight, I'm probably definitely going to take these, or I am going to take those. Um, this is just a just a quick and easy slicker rifle cover for you know quick rainstorms that move through. Um, I keep all my rain gear accessible, like in the brain of my pack, because in Alaska, you know, rainstorms will just roll through, and um, so you know if you need to, you can just whip this bad boy out. So it'll be a rifle, keep everything nice and dry. So grab one of those. All right, moving right along here. So this is again, um, Argali. Um, yeah, last year I used some cheap game bags um, to the cheesecloth ones. And um, not only do they rip very easily, um, they take up a ton of room and it's kind of a throwaway product. Um, if you heard the podcast I did with Brad Brooks uh, from Argali, he talks a lot about these, and they are really good quality game bags. This is the large mob pack or MOB pack, or whatever. Um, really high quality material. Um, they have 550, or you know, this nice cordage that you can actually hang your meat from. Um, reflective material on there. Uh, and pretty lightweight. Let's see, this thing will fit. You know, a whole elk or a whole caribou, um, probably a couple deer, and my scale is saying 15.3 ounces, including the stuff sack. So, um, and you can see just how small that is. I mean, it takes up hardly any room. So, you definitely want to invest in some quality game bags. Um, so, and again, at Argali, use the code HQ5. Or no, HQ10, I'm sorry, save 10% at Argali. It helps me out, and you'll save 10%. Uh, get you some game bags and a knife. Use that code HQ10. And I'll put all these codes and stuff in the, in the descriptions, but... Um, almost done with this bag here. So this is just a little bag that's got some... I got this headlamp in here. It's a black, uh, black diamond... Um, Let's see, which one, which one is this? This is an Actic, I guess it's called. Uh, headlamp. I don't remember how many lumens it is. The thing is, in Alaska in August, you really don't need a headlamp. I brought one last year. I did not turn it on once. Um, 
something just feels weird about not bringing some sort of headlamp on a hunting trip, though. So I'll probably bring it again. You never know. So I'm just going to bring that. But here I got all my extra. I got some stormproof matches and all my extra batteries. So I got an extra battery for my headlamp, an extra battery for my um, weapon light on my bear gun, um, and a couple other extra batteries for random stuff. Um, so make sure, you know, make sure you, before you go, you change out all your batteries and your stuff and, um, and have a backup if you think you might need it. Um, all right. Next, I got this little bag, and this is like my, I guess you call it toiletry bag or whatever. I think Brian called from Gritty called it his poop kit, which I kind of like that, so I'll just call it, this is my poop kit. Um, so, you know, you got some baby wipes. Make sure you get the biodegradable ones. Uh, also, you know, you can pack them out. It's kind of gross, so I usually dig a hole and get the biodegradable ones. If you don't want to leave stuff in there, you know, um, chapstick. Oh man, I did not bring this to Alaska last year. You need to bring you some chapstick because it is windy up there. You're outside all day, every day. You need chapstick. I hate wearing chapstick. I never wear chapstick, but when you're back there, you need chapstick. So I ended up like using <laughs> my my friend Ned, my hunting partner. I would just like go grab some chapstick off his thing every day, and like um, it was anyway. Bring some chapstick. Um, Toothbrush. I bring this little for Alaska early season. This is just a little, um, you know. Usually it's windy enough where the bugs aren't too bad, the mosquitoes. But you know, I have this little just mosquito net, and dude, like sometimes if the wind dies and they're just driving you nuts, this thing just keeps them off your face, and you don't got to spray a bunch of chemicals on you, and it just it's just nice not to have them. Because I mean, a couple times last year the wind died down. And they would just be in your eyes and your nose and just driving you nuts. So this thing weighs nothing and it's tiny. So I just throw this in here. It's a little mosquito net. So you can grab one. This is made from it says insect shield head net. I think I got it at REI or something, but um, I would bring one of those. Um, of course, you want, you know, you got your ibuprofen in here. Um, Tylenol, whatever you like, um, maybe some melatonin if you need help sleeping. I usually sleep like a baby in the backcountry anyway, just because I'm beat. A little Neosporin, some bandages. Um, I have this stuff too. What's it called? Um, it just says stops bleeding. It's like this, I don't know if it's powder. Yeah, it's a powder. And, uh, you know, if you get a really bad cut back there or something, you just dump this powder on there and it stops the bleeding. Uh, I got a couple of those for emergencies. Um, some big band-aids. You know, Imodium. You definitely want some Imodium. You don't want to get diarrhea back there and you want to have that just in case. So the main ones I take are just like some basic pain reliever, some Imodium, um, and some stuff to, to stop, you know, bleeding. Um, another thing. This is a big one I learned, Luco tape. Uh, you know, <laughs> I don't know if I told you guys much about it, but uh, last year, just because of my ignorance of footwear, I was wearing boots that were way too big and way too stiff, and I ended up getting really bad blisters. So I do not want that to happen again. I did some research this year, and I'll talk about footwear here in a second, but this stuff's amazing, Luco tape. It can go on your skin, and it'll stay on there, keep you keep the blisters off. 
Um, just as a backup, too, I got a tiny little bottle of um, tick and insect repellent. This is 100% beet. So a few sprays of this goes a long way. Um, I used it a couple times last year. Like I said, sometimes the wind just dies down up there, and the mosquitoes can be pretty bad. So just have that if you just as a backup and, and, the, and the head net, and you should be good to go. Um, let's see what else we got here. Um, for me, uh, I don't know about you guys, this is worth the extra weight. BJP, Bible Journal Pen. Um, you know, I don't know where you stand. You might think this is corny or weird or whatever. I don't care. Um, this is just a tiny little Bible. It's got Psalms and Proverbs in the New Testament. Uh, a little tiny moleskin journal and a pen. Um, you know, sometimes you get downtime. Sometimes you're stuck in your tent. Sometimes you get a little homesick. Um, you guys know faith and spiritual development is a big deal for me. So this is worth the, let's see what we got. That's six and a half ounces, and it's worth it for me. Um, to be able to jot down my thoughts, you know, you're going to have some downtime. Um, so I like to feed myself on the Word and, and uh, keep my spiritual disciplines going if I can. And, you know, I, like I said it before, a couple times I got a little homesick last year or whatever, and just being able to dig in here, for me, it helps. It helped me. So I take my Bible journal pen with me on all my backcountry trips. Um, I'll get into clothing later, but this is, an, this is just like an Under Armour shirt, but I always bring a white one when I go to Alaska because, um, believe it or not, you can actually use this thing to flag for caribou. Uh, if you've heard about that, they're very inquisitive animals, and sometimes the white will make them curious that maybe there's another caribou in the area, and they'll come check it out. It actually sort of worked for us on this last trip. We were on a stalk, and... If you heard the podcast, you heard the story about we couldn't tell if it was a male or female, so we didn't pull the trigger, but we were flagging a little bit, and it actually did help him kind of stick around long enough so we could get into rifle range. Um, I got a pair of sunglasses in here. Um, it's kind of a personal decision where you want them or not, but a good pair of polarized sunglasses. If it's bright, can be nice to have, uh, especially if you're used to wearing them. Um, as far as food goes, I'll probably do another video just about food because I've gotten really into preparing some of my own meals uh, this year. And you can buy these like BPA-free receivable Mylar bags on Amazon, super cheap. I got a dehydrator and I've just been experimenting with different protein bars and breakfasts. And um, you don't have to buy all your meals and you don't have to buy like garbage stuff. Like you can, um, if you're, especially if you're new. Um, again, I think I'll do a, a podcast about this or um, maybe another video. I've, I've developed some really cool recipes. Um, you know, if that's something you guys are interested in, maybe send me a message and let me know or write down here in the comments if you'd like to hear more about my food stuff because I've come up with a couple really good, tasty, high-protein, high-fat, high-carb, easy-to-make uh, backpacking meals uh, that you can make at home. Um, and also, I'll be... Um, I'll be eating some Heather's Choice meals this year as well. Um, you know, they're dehydrated, um, but she has just uses amazing, high-quality uh, ingredients. A lot of her ingredients are actually in Alaska. I'm actually going to go visit the, the shop when I get up there for a day. And um, Heather's awesome. I'm about to release a podcast with her in a few weeks. Um, but definitely look at Heather's Choice meals. They're, they're 
healthy, good ingredients. You know, they're designed for recovery. And um, I tried the sockeye salmon chowder. It's delicious. They also have these little snacks called packaroons. If you care about what you put in your body, you want to fuel your body right in the backcountry, uh, you don't want to put in a bunch of garbage, definitely check out Heather's Choice. Um, and use the code HUNTERSQUEST. You'll save 20% on your first order. Um, and it'll help me out big time. So um, it's a great company. And um, like I said, save yourself some money. And you'll help help out the show by using that code HUNTERSQUEST. So, and let me know in the comments, guys. Let me know if, if food is something you want to dive into a little deeper. I'd be happy to share with you some of the recipes I've kind of come up with through this process. Of course, i got my Nalgene here. Um, and, uh, you know, I grab some um, Gorilla Tape and just throw on as much as I can onto my Nalgene just to have a little supply of, of Gorilla Tape there for that. So, uh, yeah. Okay, so moving on here. I'm going to get into the pack. Again, this is um, XO Mountain Gear 4800 K3 frame. I love this pack. Got your stretchy, you know, pockets on the side. These big pockets run the length of the sides on both sides. Uh, another stretchy compartment here. Um, you can enter the main part of the bag like this. Um, you know, also got your lid. And uh, a feature that I like that not a lot of packs have is this roll top. Um, so I mean, you can stuff this thing, you know, full of gear all the way to the top if you need to. Um, so it really holds a lot of stuff in here. Um, and, and it holds the weight well on you. And again, the guys at EXO are super helpful with customer service. Um, they will help you get your pack fit right for you. Um, and, you know, coming from the flatland, I didn't know a whole lot about pack fit and the importance of it. Uh, but it's just huge, and um, and those guys will help you out a lot. So um, they're really nice guys, and I definitely recommend XO Mountain Gear uh, for a pack. And so uh, yeah, um, we'll start here outside with all this stuff here. Um, so I have these are Lecky or Lakey uh, carbon trekking poles. Um, some guys don't like them. My hunting partner Ned don't like them. I found them to be very valuable tools last year in Alaska. Um, saved me from busting my butt several times. Uh, I've definitely found them worth the wait. And, you know, you can just help distribute some of that weight on longer hikes and uphills and downhills. Um, you know, I put some more Gorilla Tape right here on these guys just to have some extra of that. Um, so I recommend uh, trekking poles, um, but it's kind of a personal thing, I guess. Um, coming over here... This is my tripod, one of my tripods. Um, so I um, have been working with a company called Two Vets Sporting Goods. They make these carbon fiber tripods. Um, Dan over at Two Vets is an awesome guy. He is a veteran. Um, obviously, it's a you know U.S. company, small business, um, veteran-owned and operated. And Dan's a really cool guy. It's one of the first companies that started working with me, actually. And so um, I'm about to release a podcast with him as well. But um, this is actually a brand new tripod that is not out yet. He did tell me I could mention it in this video. Um, 
because it should be available in the next two to three weeks. Um, it's I think it's the end of May right now. It's the last week of May, so um, hopefully by like early to mid June you'll be able to get one of these. And the whole thing is two pounds, like I think two pounds three ounces, um, and which is the same as his other tripod, which I have right here. This is one that is currently out. It's called the No Name Junior. It's his like ultralight uh, tripod offering. Um, it's Again, I think it's two pounds, three ounces, super light, uh, carbon fiber, great construction. Um, but the problem, and I told Dan this when I first got this tripod, I was like, man, I love the tripod. And it's actually like the perfect height if you want to shoot from a seated position uh, or kneeling. But it didn't have the adjust, it doesn't have the integrated, like adjustable center column like this does right here. And I told Dan that, and I was, you know, I told him, you know, for the hunting market, you know, to be competitive, you really want, you want to have that. And um, he listened a couple weeks later. I got this in the mail. This is actually a prototype, and he uh, he worked, we worked together on on developing it, and I gave him some feedback on it. And uh, actually, he let me name the tripod. So this tripod will be called the Ruck. He wanted to have kind of a military-esque um, name to it, so. We came up with calling it the Ruck, and so the the Ruck tripod will be available in a couple weeks. And um, this one, the um, No Name Junior, is available now. Um, they're ultra lightweight, very tough, great tripods. Um, and if you use HQ5, um, you will save five percent. Um, so and it helps me out. Um, so please look at Two Bet Sporting Goods if you need a good tripod. And you want to support a veteran-owned small business and get a quality tripod, um, it's a must for me. Use that code HQ5. So this, I have a Triclops um, setup on here, uh, which is great for using this as a rest for shooting. Um, you know, I need all the help I can get when it comes to shooting. So uh, this thing is, is great if you are not able to get prone. Um, two vets also has some great ball heads, um, and you can see you can get this thing set up really rock solid. Uh, this triclops head, and you know that'll hold your rifle there. You know you can hold it there all day if you need it to. Um, both good companies. Um, so I got that, and. This other tripod, the new one, the Ruck, same thing. I don't know how he was able to do it, but he was able to keep the weight the exact same, uh, just over two pounds, but add this center column, uh, which is just good for those micro adjustments you need to make, like, you know, when a shot's presenting itself, uh, you don't want to be messing with these legs and stuff. You just you want to be able to quickly make those, those little micro adjustments, and so this thing allows you to do that. And this is a Suryu um, VA5 head. It is a good head for um, for glassing, for shooting. You can, you know, and this, you know, this is something that took a little brain power on my end. Um, but you know, be between glassing and shooting, and uh, and for me, filming tripods are huge, right? So. Um, and your plate is, is a big deal. So I wanted something 
that was going to be extremely versatile. Um, you know, the tripod I'm using right now to film is a Benro, and it has an amazing fluid head, um, which is great for professional quality video. But it's a little heavier, and the plates are about this big. This is the um, Suryu, or Surui, um, sorry, head. Um, it's, it's more like a Swiss Arca head. And I needed something that I could seamlessly, you know, I can, I don't want to be messing with having to change plates and stuff. So th this system, I can use the same, um, with this plate, I can use the, I can use the same plate with all my different accessories, like so my triclops on either one of these heads. You know, I can put my, um, I got an extra plate for my glassing adapter. So I can run my binos on here, you know. Um, also, you know, I have this, um, I was going to get to this later, but this, peaks design, or this peak design um, camera clip on my, on my pack. And that allows me to keep my camera here handy while I'm going, but also I can take my camera off if I need to. And I, it's, it's the size is such that I can throw it on this tripod or that tripod. So out of simplicity, I was able to figure out a way to have the same plate and adapter and all my stuff so I can run my rifle, my optics, my camera, both cameras, my triclops, all on one plate system which is definitely what you want. You don't want to be worried about which tripod goes with which accessories. It's a pain, and, and yeah, you don't want to mess with that. So get a standardized system for all your stuff, um, and definitely check out 2 Bet Sporting Goods for your tripods, uh, high-quality stuff for PRS and for backcountry hunting, uh, and use that code HQ5. All right, so moving on from the tripods. Inside my pack, so... Yeah, you know, I like having this big zipper right here that can get it right inside my pack easily. So coming in here, this is my like kitchen set. If this was a backpacking hunt, I would not take all this stuff. I would just take uh, my titanium cup only, probably. But since, like I said, we have uh, some more weight and more space to play with, I'm going to bring this guy. Um, plus, you know, hopefully we'll be having some meat to cook back there. Um, to enjoy a little bit while we're hunting. So this is the MSR, uh, I don't know what it's called, it's just a cooking set, I've had it forever. But again, this is my water filtration system. It's a Sawyer Squeeze Mini. It works great, it's tiny. Um, and yeah, I just loved it, it's super simple. You just screw this thing onto your, you can even use, it, it goes on a standard screw cap, so even like a standard like smart water bottle or something, or those, uh, your dirty water bags that you can get from Sawyer Squeeze. Um, fill this up with dirty water, screw this guy on, and then just squeeze them down into your clean water bladder, and you're good to go. Um, and then it comes with a little uh, syringe thing to like, backwash it, you know, when you, when you need to clean this thing out. But um, just got some backup fire starter things here. Um, this does not have any oil in it yet, but this is just a little... I'm just going to bring a little bit of olive oil back there with me just for cooking. Just something to have where you can throw it in some of your backcountry meals just for the added calories. Um, this is a little MSR um, salt and pepper shaker I got. 
And I got one side with salt and then one side equal parts uh, pepper and garlic powder. So just some seasoning, like I said. Hopefully, Lord willing, we'll be cooking some meat back there. Got an extra lighter, a uh, ferro rod, um, and my little uh, grabber, you know, here for my pot thing here. But, um, yeah, so, oh, and then, you know, last but not least, I got this Sea to Summit uh, spork, and, you know, make sure you get the long one. Um, I used the short one for years, and if you're digging down on the bottom, of it's just get yourself a long one. Um, much easier. This is what I would take if I was just going on a backpack trip only. Just and I, this is what I took last year to Alaska. It was all I needed. It's just this titanium tokes cup. It's got a little handle built in. You know, I like to throw a couple of these Starbucks instant mochas in here. It's a nice little treat to have sometimes. But whatever you like for coffee. You know, got another lighter just for redundancy. As far as the stove, um, you know. I like this just super basic, simple, MSR pocket rocket. Like I said, just super simple, tiny, lightweight, does the job. Um, you know, I got a couple other supplements in here, vitamins, um, my ear protection. Um, this is, um, I'll basically mix Wilderness Athlete Hydrate and Recover with some greens supplement. Um, and and drink that. Uh, it tastes really good and, you know, get those micronutrients in you when you're back there. Um, Got to fuel your body right. So, anyway, that's a Tokes titanium cup. Everything kind of fits in there. And, uh, I'll clean that up later. But. So, yeah, just keeping that stuff all organized and all together and having some redundancies, you know, several different lighters in different spots and stuff like that. And just to be safe. Um, all right, so heading into the pack here. Uh, this year, um, I am running Scree Gear. Um, they are based out of Utah, and they've been a great company to work with. Um, uh, you know, the the quality of everything I've seen is right on point with like a Kuyu or a Sitka, but it's just a little bit more affordable stuff. And uh, and so yeah, they've been great to work with. And you know, if you if you want to try out Scree Gear. Go over and you can uh, use the code Hunter's Quest and save 20% on your first order, which is a, a really nice deal, and it'll help me out. Um, and uh, so yeah, go over there, grab some new gear, try them out. Screegear.com. Use that code Hunter's Quest. This is their hard scrabble jacket. It's kind of their um, soft shell outer layer jacket. Um, it's got a Teflon water-resistant coating on it. Um, it's got pit zips. You know, I think there's well, there's two outer pockets on each side, an arm sleeve pocket and an inner pocket. Um, so plenty of storage in there. Um, and uh, it's a really, really nice jacket. I use it out during turkey season. Um, and it's good stuff. Another piece that you definitely want for Alaska um, is a good set of gaiters. Um, that was something new to me as a eastern guy, but uh, definitely came in handy uh, when walked through some of that wet brush and whatnot. These are hard scrabble gaiters. And uh, I, they just came out with a new camo pattern called Stalus, which I think is really good for late season. Um, but I really like for Alaska and early season when stuff is still really green, which it stays green in my area um, into November even. Um, I really like this, this pattern called Summit, which incorporates a lot of green into it, as you can see. So um, I'm going to bring in the hard scrabble jacket, hard scrabble gaiters. 
Um, this is their Unita or Unita um, early season pants in case it's a little warmer. They're really light, uh, breathable material. Um, all their pants too have these uh, zippable vents which let them breathe and air out really well. Got all the right pockets in all the right places. Um, so the Unita early season. Um, they also have, you know, a good lineup of merino wool base layers. So um, I will take, um, you know, this is a, just a merino wool short sleeve shirt. Um, put that on next to skin. And then this is, um, I think it's called like a, I can't remember what the name is, but this is just their long sleeve uh, merino wool base layer. Um, I'm also going to get their uh, uh, hooded 300 merino um, layer, but they didn't have that in stock in my size, but um, I think they're restocking soon. Um, these are their hard scrabble pants. Um, again, they got the water resistant coating. Uh, they're a little thicker than the early season pants. They got the, uh, you know, the uh, zippable vents in them as well to keep you breathing, uh, keep your little cooler when you're running and gunning. Um, this is a, I think they call it a Wasatch top. It's a quick drying synthetic uh, long sleeve top um, that also is a really good base layer as well. Um, so definitely check out Scree Gear, guys. They've been awesome to work with, and um, and I definitely recommend their stuff. This is their um, Nebo rain pants and rain jacket, and as you can see, they fit into these uh, these little uh, stuff sacks. Uh, they're very nice. I've tested these out in some palatious downboards, and they definitely keep you dry. The pants have a full zip um, seam right here, so you can put these things off. You know, take them off, put them on uh, without you know without taking your boots off, which is great for you know if something comes up. They're rated for like 24 hours of of, uh, of rain. Uh, pretty lightweight. You know, I had the Sitka, I think, Thunderhead uh, gear last year. Great rain gear, um, but took up, man, it took up almost as much room or maybe more than my sleeping bag and my pack. Very heavy. And, yeah, it was more durable, but for what I'm doing, this stuff is better than Nebo. Um, rain pants and jacket from Scree. This is the jacket. Um, again, it's just uh, got pockets where you need them. Um, lightweight, quality quality make. Um, I always get my rain gear a little big because I want to be able to layer this on top of puffies. So it's going to look a little big, but um, that's how I like it. I, tr I tested it out with a puffy layer under it, and uh, and it's it's a perfect fit. And the hood has got these, uh, you know, fully adjustable little guys on there. So you're getting really good coverage on your face. But it's not like obstructing your your view, like being super annoying. So um, I really like this jacket. It's lightweight, pretty breathable, um, packs down really good. It's the Nebo rain jacket and pants from Scree Gear. So the last piece from Scree Gear that I really love um, is their Ptarmigan jacket. Um, this one I did get in the new um, solace pattern because I found for puffies I like them more in the late season and so I don't necessarily want all that green in the pattern 
Um, as you see, they pack down all the way into this tiny little stuff sack, um, but super warm. I think it's 850 filled down, uh, really lightweight, comfortable, um, just high quality. And even in August in Alaska, I'm telling you guys, you want to bring a puppy layer. I'm going to bring puppy pants as well. I don't have them right now, but um, you definitely want puppies, even in August in Alaska. I wore them a bunch of times on my last trip. Um, it's just nice to be able to throw them on. You don't got to worry about long johns and stuff. You throw them on in the morning and the evening, and then, you know, stuff starts to warm up. You just cram them in your bag, and um, and really comfortable. And I, you know, I actually ended up loaning Ned, my partner, my pants a couple times because his sleeping bag was so bad. But um, definitely invest in some puppies. Um, and again, make sure that you can layer under them um, and, you know, get your rain gear big enough that you can layer on top of your puppies. Um, but definitely invest in some puppies and uh, you won't regret it. I got a uh, Merino base layer pants here. Uh, Scree makes these as well. These are actually Kuyu ones because these are just what I got last year. And uh, Scree just came out with their fully um, zippable um, Merino base layer pants. So I don't have those, um, but they make them. So, um, again, you can take these things off without taking your pants off and your boots, which is just amazing. I love that feature. Um, as far as socks go, uh, these are some Merino socks, Merino wool socks. Um, these are farm-to-feet socks. I also have a pair of Darn Tough. They both perform really well. You definitely want to test them out, though, and kind of get used to them. Um, they do rub your skin different than a cotton sock will. So when you're getting those uh, training hikes in and breaking your boots in, wear the socks you're going to be wearing um, just to get your feet used to them and stuff. Um, I'll probably wear these on the hike in um, just around town in Alaska when we get there and then wear them, um, you know, on, on the first day and around camp. These are um, Prana Stretch Zion pants. Uh, you know, pick these up from the guys at XO Mountain Gear. They always talk about them. But yeah, just super comfortable, um, good pants. They got a built-in belt. Um, so those are called Prana Stretch Zion pants. I'm wearing some right now too, actually. Uh, I wear them all the time. Um, you know, as far as underwear goes, I wear the you know synthetic compression stuff. I haven't tried Merino underwear yet, but heard good things. But um, you know, also I just. <laughs> I bring a, a cotton t-shirt and, you know, a pair of cotton, just comfortable boxer briefs because, you know, whether I leave them back in the truck or, um, you know, in this case, I might leave them in camp and sleep in them or something. It's just nice when you've been wearing, you know, merino wool or synthetic stuff and, you know, damp and uh, for days on end. It's just nice for me. I just, it just feels good to put some cotton on at the end of the day. So whether it's back at the truck or at camp or whatever, if you've got room, um, maybe bring some cotton, some dry cotton to put on. Um, you know, I got my belt here uh, from Scree. And um, I decided I wasn't going to go in depth about camera gear on, on this video, this podcast. Um, you know, a lot of guys aren't going to be filming, um, but, you know, that is its own whole thing. So if you guys are interested in, in that, let me know in the comments. And, I, you know, I can do another video just about camera gear. Um, but this bag is just all extra batteries. Um, got a couple battery banks in here and chargers for, you know, if you need to charge your inReach or your phone. 
you know, me, I got a ton of camera batteries, and I'll have more than this, but this is just a bunch of batteries and, and stuff like that, and extra chargers, um, and I'll keep that up here in the lid of my bag. Um, another thing I do want to mention, so we are sh shooting a load that we developed specifically for this trip with the 124 grain, uh, I don't have any right now, but 124 grain uh, hammer copper monolithic bullet. Uh, me and my partner Ned have been developing that. Um, but even if you're using hand loads or no matter what you're using, just a travel tip, if you're flying, you need to have your ammo in factory boxes. So, um, you know, you need a TSA approved uh, rifle case with the locks on there, obviously, and your ammo needs to be in factory boxes. Um, they, whatever reason, that's just a rule. So that's just a travel tip for you uh, on that. That's pretty much everything as far as clothing goes. Um, again, Scree Gear. I've been really impressed with the quality of it. S-K-R-E-Gear.com. Please use that code Hunter's Quest. Save some money, and again, it helps me out. Um, and last thing I want to talk about, of course, is footwear. You've seen these boots up here. Um, so, you know, I made the mistake last year of getting a boot without doing enough research. I got um, Crispy Guides, and they're a great boot. Um, but I knew nothing about boots, and they were too big for me, which I didn't know, um, and just too stiff. They're like two pounds each, too heavy, and, um, you know, I did most of my, I did break them in, but I did most of my training in trail runners and, and stuff like that, and um, I got blisters, and uh, it was just bad. They're they so stiff, they changed the whole way I walked and everything, so this year I'm going the whole opposite direction, getting pretty much as flexible of a boot as you can possibly get, um, and for drier hunts, like my Wyoming thing, I'm probably going to even wear these, um, which is um, a Solomon Speed Cross 5. I love these things. I got them for trail running, but uh, if you're in a drier type situation, uh, a drier hunt, you know, they're just as good as anything, um, especially if you, if you like a trail runner. Um, but these, I'll start off here. <laughs> so I do recommend, you know, if you're like me, you don't live anywhere near a place that sells quality hunting boots, um, you're going to have to break out the credit card and just order a few in different sizes and try them. It's a little scary, I know, and it's kind of a pain in the butt, but footwear is so important. You've got to get the right size. And, like, these are both crispy boots, but they're different sizes, but they fit me. Uh, so you really have to, like, I ordered this one and this one in, like, two or three different sizes each until I really confirm that these are definitely the right size for me. Another tip is you can go to a foot uh, shoe store, even if they don't sell the boots you're looking for, get them to actually, get someone who knows what they're doing to actually measure your foot and figure out where your, um, your arch lies. Like for example, these on paper should not fit me, but they do. And these insoles that I got are, I had to get like three or four sizes too big of an insole and cut them down because that's where the arch of my foot landed on the insole. And I wouldn't have known that if I hadn't got them, you know, uh, measured by an actual person that knows what they're talking about a little bit. So anyway, um, these ones have been getting a lot of attention lately, and uh, I can see why. These are the Crispy Laponias. Um, they are, they were probably the lightest and most flexible and more most trail runnery type boot that Crispy made. Um, you know, of course, they're Gore-Tex. Um, but then this year, they just came out with these ones. These are the Ativa Mid GTXs. They are also Gore-Tex. Um, and these are now even even a little lighter than the Laponia. 
uh, and a little more flexible. I'll see here what they weigh. So, and again, these these ones run big. So I wear these are a size ten and a half. I usually wear an eleven or an eleven and a half, uh, even twelve in some shoes. But these are ten and a half. I don't wear ten and a half in anything. So if you're looking at these, especially these run big. But this uh, Ativa Mid. Granted, I do have an insole in there, uh, an aftermarket insole, but that's running one pound, two ounces. And this crispy Laponia is one pound, eight ounces. So, um, again, the Ativa is going to be a little lighter. Um, and this is another area where I'm not quite sure which one I'm going to take with me to Alaska. Um, yeah, I just haven't decided yet. This one is just... They're both really lightweight, really comfortable, really flexible. This one's just a little bit more boot, I feel like, a little bit more durable. Um, but I love these. So, and that's the other thing too. I, you know, the plan was to only keep one pair of boots, but you know, I ordered a bunch to try both, and um, <laughs> you know, I ended up now I have two pairs of boots because I just like them both so much, and they're a little different. So, anyway, just be careful with that. But um, lastly, on footwear. Um, you know, these kind of saved me last year, actually, because of my blister situation. But um, some guys like flip-flops or whatever. If you got the room and the space, you know, bring some camp shoes. Like, these things well, these things weigh 8 ounces each. And these are the chunkier ones. Crocs don't hardly weigh anything. Or you can get a really just cheap pair of grocery store flip-flops. Just something you can put on around camp that slips on and off easily. Uh, and lightweight, let your feet air out, and just give your feet a break. Uh, I definitely recommend bringing a camp shoe of some kind. See, I think I hit everything. I know there's a lot of stuff. Like I said, you know, I got a little extra room and weight on this trip, so I just I kind of brought some more stuff. Um, and, you know, with the camera gear, it is a lot of stuff. But, um, you know, don't go crazy. You know, invest where you can, when you can. Build your system over time. You know, it's not worth going into debt over, but just get the best gear you can afford and, and, and just build it over time. Uh, you can't get everything all at once. Um, you can save a little money. Um, again, with uh, at, uh, at Two Bet Sporting Goods, HQ5, save 5%. At Argali, HQ10, you can save 10% on knives or game bags. Um, with Heather's Choice, use the code HuntersQuest. Uh, if you can get 15% off um, your first order. Scree gear, code Hunter's Quest, 20% off your first order. And I didn't mention, but also this year, I am going to be running a base map on my phone. And, um, you know, the ability, you know, whether you use Onyx or base map, whatever, the ability to download your offline maps and use those is just an unbelievable tool. I think most guys already know the value of that, so I'm not going to go into detail. But I, I, did, um, I did link up with guys at base map this year. Uh, you can use the code Hunter's Quest at their website and get 20% off uh, your membership to Basemap. But I was really impressed with Basemap, uh, the app. Um, it's got some features on there that Onyx, that Onyx doesn't actually have, um, and uh, it works great. So uh, check out Basemap. Give it a shot and use that code Hunter's Quest and save 20%. Um, I think that's it, guys. Um, if I missed anything, I apologize. Let me know again in the comments if you want me to do a deep dive into the food um, or into the camera gear. But as far as that goes, I think I pretty much covered everything. So 
Um, hope you guys are able to get something out of this and enjoy seeing um, all these awesome toys that I'm blessed with to be able to take into the backcountry. Thanks again for listening to the Hunter's Quest podcast. And make sure you stay up to date on social media at The Hunter's Quest on Instagram and The Hunter's Quest Podcast on Facebook. And we'll have all kinds of photos and videos from my day-to-day as well as stuff from the awesome guests we're having on here. As always, I'm more than happy to connect with you guys if you have questions about hunting or spiritual stuff or gear, fitness, Whatever, just drop me a line in my DMs or you can email me at hunter at thisishuntersquest.com. If you like what you're hearing, please go ahead and hit the subscribe button and leave me a rating and a review. That's really helpful. And don't forget to share with your friends. So stay tuned. Lots of cool stuff in the works. And I'm really excited to continue this quest together. Quest together.